This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morris, and this week we are celebrating the football team's fourth consecutive CBB Series title, plus an interview with volleyball's senior captain, Jacqueline Forney, about her time at Bates. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The football team defeated Bowdoin 24-17 Saturday at Garcelon Field on Senior Day. The senior class became the first in program history to defeat Bowdoin and Colby all four years, helping the Bobcats win their fourth consecutive CBB Series title. Bowdoin took a 3-0 lead with 4.42 to go in the first quarter, but it took Bates just 14 seconds to take the lead back. Make something happen with his feet. Pass down the move across the 40, across midfield. He's at the 30, 20, 10, touchdown. First-year quarterback Brendan Costas' 70-yard touchdown run gave Bates a 7-3 edge. Well, against Colby, we ran uh, the Q draw a lot, uh, going right up the middle. So I think Bowden kind of focused on taking away the middle a lot. So then I kind of bounced it outside, and it was kind of just a straight shot to the end zone. And senior Grant DeWald made a 21-yard field goal with 104 left in the second quarter to extend the lead to 10-3. to The Bobcats got the ball to start the third quarter, and first-year Jason Lopez added to the Bates' advantage with his fifth touchdown of the season. First and 10 from the 37-yard line. This time a sweep down to the left, and he is gone. Jason Lopez into the end zone for the touchdown. 37 yards for the speedy Lopez. Costa loves the excitement his fellow first year brings to the table. He's so focused all the time, and the kid's fast. Like Once he gets an open space, there's no catching Jason. With 6-14 left in the third quarter, Bowden cut the lead to 17-10 thanks to an 8-yard touchdown pass. But Bates responded early in the fourth quarter. Third and goal from the one. Back to Flaherty. Over left tackle and in for the touchdown. Maine native Kyle Flaherty's second touchdown of the season extended the Bobcat advantage to 24-10. But Bowden was not done. After Bates fumbled a punt, Noah Nelson found Gregory Olson for a 26-yard touchdown, trimming the lead to 24-17. With two minutes remaining in the game, Bowden had one last chance, moving the ball to the Bates' 35-yard line. But then, the Bates' defense made a game-clinching play. Pressure coming. He eludes one tackler, going deep, looking for the wide receiver, and he's picked off. Picked off by Bates. First-year Devin Clyburn's interception marks the first of his collegiate career. It was it was great. It felt good to know that you know sealed the game. Definitely, it feels good to play well in a big game and definitely get a win. It just felt good for my seniors, especially seniors on my team, to know that I made helped them uh, complete history. Head coach Mark Harriman looks back at the Bobcats' fourth straight CBB Series title. Bit of a nail-biter there at the end, but your young first-year, Devin Clyburn, with the interception at the end. Where'd you discover him? Uh, you know, he's got the height. I know he didn't play a senior year of high school, but he's clearly got the ability to play in the NESCAC. 
Yeah, no, uh, Devin's a, a, a very good athlete. Um, you know, Duncan Averill did a great job through the recruiting process with him and, and kind of identifying him as someone that, um, you know, fit our profile both academically and, and the type of athlete that we were looking for. So um, he's just really progressed. You know, I, I think it was, again, missing his senior year. It's taken him a little while to get back in the, in the swing of things. Um, but he's, in the last few weeks, he's really come on. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously earned a spot in the starting lineup. What do you see from him in practice that got him that spot? Uh, his ability to, you know, to, to break on the football. I mean, at that position, that's that's everything. And, and um, obviously, you know, it's unusual, especially at this level, to have a, a 6'2 guy that can do that. Um, and that's, you know, it's a, it's a great benefit when we start matching up with some of the taller receivers in the conference. Obviously, Costa, the big run the first half. You guys ran the ball the most of the game. Was that the game plan coming in, or is that the way the game developed? I don't think we'd ever go into the game saying we're going to throw the ball five times in a game. You know, that the, um, it, it just it, it was what they were giving us. And, and at the time, you know, I think what, what happened, obviously later in the game, you, you become a little bit more conscious of the clock. They were doing a really good job of uh, – um, you know they they're a little more old fashioned they huddle a lot so they were they were eating up some pretty good time on the clock, so we need to take advantage of of um, you know that in the second half is once once we had the lead of making sure that the the clock continued to run right because I know yeah Bowden did have the ball a lot in the first half. It seems like your defense was able to uh, maintain though their uh, aggression and they didn't tire out too badly did they. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, again, some of it, we, we didn't do a great job of stops uh, in, you know, upfield, but once, once we got them down into the red zone, hot zone, I thought defensively really did a great job with that. Um, you know, certainly that, that could have been different from the standpoint of, uh, I mean, we, we had a fourth down stop down there, obviously the block, you know, John Lindgren blocked field goal, so um, some, some big plays down there. Well, yeah, John Lindgren, that's CAC Defensive Player of the Week, a guy who's been, you know, that single high safety the, the entire season, really, and he's really starting to come into his own all over the field. What have you seen from him? Just more confidence. You know, I think it's just, a, again, he's a guy that, you know, played some special teams for us a year ago and, and um, is now in going into his, his ninth game of, of the season. So he's, again, progressed really well, done a great job of learning every week what you know what our expectations are for him and, and then going out and I thought you know as you said did a great job executing on on uh, Saturday and he was able to bounce back because I know he had that one f fumbled punt but then he didn't affect his defense at all it seemed like no no he you know again I, I think you, you got guys that that um, have to have the ability especially as a defensive back to have the ability to come back whether you're you know you get beat for a pass or or uh, something happens like that and really put it behind you and, and move on. And, yeah, no, he did a great job with that. Is the secondary you know, coming together here late in the season one of the main reasons you think the team has sort of, you know, started to you know, get on the right track? Yeah, I, well, I think overall defensively, you know, we've been able to get more pressure on the quarterback. I mean, it, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times it gets hung on the DBs that, you know, uh, we're not covering guys and doing that when, when you look at it when the quarterback's actually just got too much time to throw the ball. Um, so there's that fine line, you know. We don't want to always have to pressure to get to get pressure on the court. We don't want to always have to blitz to get pressure on the quarterback. And when you do do that, obviously you do leave your your defensive backs out to dry a little bit, you know. And, and uh, um, so I think it's been a, a you know a steady growth of the guys up front being able to get better pressure and, and again our you know our young guys in the secondary understanding where they where they need to be. Nice senior day for Max Brushy out there, wasn't it? Yeah, no, had another great game. I mean he you know 
did uh, you know had against Colby he was one of our he was our game ball recipient one of them and uh, along with McCoy Nickel and um, just did it you know did a great job of of putting two back-to-back games together you touched on offensively Frank Williams didn't have a long touchdown run or anything but it seems like he what he was doing out there was really working the whole game wasn't it yeah yeah you know Frank's just uh, I look at the guys that have played that slot back position for us that have have uh you know, been kind of consummate football players, and he's he's certainly one of those. I mean, the, the the block he threw on Brendan's run in the first half was, you know, he and Brian Daly actually had both had great blocks on that. And um, you know, again, sometimes you see your marquee players, and that's the one thing that they don't do well is that blocking for other people. Um, and and Frank did a great job with that. And then you know, the one thing that I thought his last run of the game which is about a 25 yard gain was as much of an individual effort you know he broke and spun off a tackle and then broke another tackle and next thing you know he's 25 yards downfield so to me that that run right there was just kind of you know kind of um highlighted what he's all about and then you touched on his block on Costa's run. Looks like Costa shook that initial defender in the backfield, and after that, once he gets to the second level, it's pretty hard to stop him, isn't it? Yeah, and, and they were in man coverage, you know, and, and uh, both, as I said, both uh, um, Frank and, and Brian Daly realized that, so they ran their guys off and then, did, a, like I said, did a great job sustaining their blocks. Um, and, you know, it's hard. Brendan is, is one of those guys that being one-on-one with somebody is – probably going to be the battle that he wins and then it was kind of just off to the races this group of first years lopez costa clyburn emerging i mean they are they some of i mean you don't want to you know denigrate anyone else but i mean this first year class must leave you pretty optimistic right yeah i mean i i think you know again i think there's some some very dynamic players in in that class um it's a you know they've really come together as a unit i mean there's some other guys again we've got some some guys up front, um, you know, uh, Ramon Ruiz playing nose guard for us as a first year. Jack Riga has been playing linebacker for us. Unfortunately, he got hurt last week. Um, and then we've had a, a bunch of guys that have stepped in, you know, on and on and on on special teams. Uh, David Campbell, Liam Splain, you know, so there's a bunch of guys that are, you know, they're kind of flying below the radar. But they, I think overall it's a, it's a very good class. Great. Now, obviously, we talked a little bit after the game, but, you know, all the CBB pageantry and everything, now you got to get ready for another football game, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's one thing that, you know, I'm, I'm, tonight in our meeting I'll, I'm, I need to challenge the guys with because there can be a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a lull from the standpoint of yeah, all the, 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 the great things that go along with, with the CBB chase and all that and, and coming back and, you know, playing a, a team that I think is very similar to what we are, and uh, and again, in the last two years, we haven't been successful against them. So it's it's one that, for me personally, I think is re- a really important game for us. Right, because the seniors are looking to book in their careers with a second win over Hamilton, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, and and just uh, you know, setting ourselves apart a little bit from, you know, I mean, having that third win puts a, sets us apart, certainly, you know, from Bowden, Colby, and Hamilton. So that's something we'd like to do. Head coach Mark Harriman, thanks so much. Thank you. Sophomore safety John Lindgren tallied a career-high 16 tackles, broke up six passes, and blocked a field goal on Saturday, earning NESCAC Defensive Player of the Week honors. For his efforts, 
John Lindgren is also our male Bobcat of the Week. First of all, career high in tackles for you. You were all over the field. What what were you seeing out there? I was just, you know, getting after it, just doing what coaches kind of set me up to do this week. You know, we had a very important game, obviously, for us at CBB. And, you know, just playing with intensity. I think the whole team the last two weeks have kind of just turned it up. And especially you've seen it with the seniors, Bresh, Seerich, um, all those guys. Um, they just, you know, you just – when you get in games and situations like this, you guys kind of turn it up on a different level, you know, and help your guys out and do whatever it takes, honestly. And that's just kind of the mentality going into the game and the approach for a lot of the players. I mean, it's just be myself. Right. For you personally, though, how have you developed this year? Because this is your first year really, you know, getting a ton of minutes starting. I know you were on special teams last year, but starting this year, what has been your growth process like, you think? Um, every week, like, breaking down what you're doing at a technique standpoint really helps um, – in every aspect of the game, honestly, whether whether it be you know covering a guy in man coverage or run fits and stuff like that, and just getting a lot more technical with my game this year, especially compared to last year, and some of the things you know, even if I just watch guys like Trevor Lyons from last year on film and some of the things he did and some of the things he he like taught me last year, I didn't really understand, but this year applying it to my games really really helped me out a lot. Yeah, because obviously Trevor played your position last year, single high safety basically most of the time. That's a lot of pressure, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, coming down in in the 3-5 system, coming down playing free safety, you have a lot more run responsibility than a lot of teams do. So, you know, it takes a lot of conditioning. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you just got to you gotta play with a chip on your shoulder a lot of the time, especially being, you know, guys like me, guys like Trev, we're kind of smaller guys, but, you know, we got 12 yards to run, the running backs only have four, so it kind of helps us out with um, momentum, if you want to say it that way. Well, I know Trevor always had his best games in the CBB, so you're kind of following that legacy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's really the, the situations our coaches put us in, just happening to play offenses like Colby and Bowden, it kind of kind of puts us in a better spot to make more plays and that's just what it, what happened the last week or two all right so the last play where Devin got the interception <laughs> there I know you were right there to congratulate him when it happened I was watching the film there but uh what did you see on that play great play he made yeah <laughs> oh definitely um that was a great feeling I mean uh, I'm off to punt in the, I think it was the third quarter and I was just thinking the whole fourth quarter you know I got to make a big play to to make up for that and my my boys just picked me up Dev just picked me up he made that play and that was really a great feeling. I was kind of I was kind of down going into that last quarter, but as long as I knew someone was going to step up, it wasn't going to be me. It was going to be one of the other guys on the defense and the offense, and it was just great to great to see that. We well, yeah, after you have a tough play like that punt, I mean, I, I bet the guys were saying, "Hey, keep your head up," you know, yeah. everything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The guys on the sideline are great. They always they always keep the morale up, especially you know coming into this game being one in whatever. Um, it's kind of tough as the season goes on. Guys get beat up, but that we've always had that. You know, we're still getting after it, no matter what. And that's, I mean, it comes from the coaching staff, but all the players believe it. We all buy into it. That's just kind of how we play. Terrific. And so, a little bit about you. Obviously, you're playing baseball here at Bates, also. So, what did you? Was that the plan coming in to play both sports? Um, yes. Originally, I just got recruited to play to play football here, but I was I was probably better at baseball in high school and I always had a passion for baseball and it's it's not that I've ever liked one more it just depends on the season and yeah I just kept going with it and coach Martin gave me a great opportunity last year to walk onto the team and I've just been you know blessed to be able to play to it at a great school like this 
when you arrived at Bates last year, did you reach out to a coach when you got the opportunity to say, hey, I'm interested in playing? Yeah. The, with the coaching change and everything and Coach Martin getting in a little later, it was kind of a weird process, you know, and he gave me an opportunity just like a one-on-one after football season was over. And ever since then, he was like, yeah, you're you're athletic. So you've got – you earned yourself a spot this year and it's just, just been, you know – Switching between seasons has been a little bit more tough in, in college when you you can't you can't really hit in the during the season in football. Whereas in high school, you know you could do stuff like that, or vice versa. You can't really lift as much in in baseball season. But now it's been it's been a great opportunity. Both coaching staffs have been more than welcoming welcoming for playing two sports. So it's been really helped me out. Sure. So you mentioned you were recruited for football. So how did the decision making process process go? When did you first hear about Bates? Were you familiar with it beforehand? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a really really strange process getting recruited for me. Um, I got a phone call maybe maybe a day before the application was due uh, to apply to Bates, and it was uh, Coach Averill actually. Yeah, saw my saw my saw some tape on me, and he said, you know what, we'd love to have you up here. Why don't you send an application? I didn't knew nothing about Bates. I knew nothing about the NESCAC, especially like coming from where I'm from. You know, no one really even goes to goes to school in the NESCAC, and um, I could I honestly couldn't see myself anywhere else right now. La- or two years ago, I would have no idea I'd be at Bates, but it's it's really it's worked out for the best. Had you ever even been to Maine before? Maine, yes. My family loves Maine. Okay. My family yeah. loves Maine. <laughs> but other than that, I've been to Maine. I've never heard of Bates, Bowden, any of those schools. Right. So. So what was your introduction to the CBB like uh, to learn about how important the rivalry was? Oh yeah, the, the seniors last year really set the tone. But every every senior group, you know, they they know what it means, and the coaching staff really lets us know what it means. And you know, we have an opportunity to make something out of the season every year, regardless of how the other games go. And that's it's really important, like at a moral standpoint, do something for these seniors. And that's pretty much like what it's been the last couple of years. You mentioned your, um, people at your high school didn't really go to NESCAC schools, but you're from Connecticut, right? Connecticut, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, stranger, a little bit stranger part of Connecticut. <laughs> it's not It's not what you usually think. I'm okay. from close to Hartford, probably 20 minutes, and everyone goes to UConn. Okay. Everyone goes to UConn where I'm from. And the college process is, is pretty unnerving for me, not really knowing where I was going until I ended up, like, especially as an athlete, usually you like to know, like, before this, your senior season at least. But I, I didn't commit. Um, to Bates about until like the last possible day. I think it was May something, yeah. and and it's worked out great for me, honestly. Did you get a chance to visit the, the campus beforehand or anything? I I did come on a visit yeah. with Coach Averill and um, uh, Jenks Andrew Jankalunas who couldn't play this year or last year, but um, he's from around the area for me, and I've known him since I played against him in high school. Okay. So he was really um, he made me feel pretty welcomed up here, even though I never even heard about the place. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, and this, you know, thoughts on what it meant to capture that CBB yet again? <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's it's part of the coaching staff. Is the coaching staff's made it like we have we know we have to do this, and that's I think that's a great mentality, especially hearing the stories when we would we would never win it, and now it's now it's like a staple in every season. We're gonna go out, we're gonna we're gonna get this done. The volleyball team fell in the NASCAC quarterfinals to top seeded Tufts on Friday by a count of three to one. After dropping the first set 25 to 16, Bates came up just short in the second set by a count of 25 to 23. They prevailed in the third set 25 to 23, but fell 25 to 19 in the fourth set, ending their season with an overall record of 12 and 14. For senior captain Jacqueline Forney, this marked her final match as a Bobcat. 
She tallied a match-high 31 assists and added 16 digs. Forney averaged a career-best 9.62 assists per set this season, finishing second in the NASCAC in that category. And she is our female Bobcat of the Week. We knew going into it it was going to be a tough, tough match for sure. Um, But we spent the whole week preparing for it and didn't go in our favor. Uh, But it was a good last showing of of our team. And I'm really excited to see sort of where the team takes it in offseason and how it motivates them to come back next year and hopefully take take that game from Tufts. What did Coach say afterwards to the team? Yeah, uh, well, this season's certainly been a little bit more emotional than most for everyone, I think, um, just because we have come so far in this team out of my four years here at Bates. This team this season developed and grew the most over the season. Um, so we had a few really tough weekends where we didn't get a lot of wins, and then we had a few exciting weekends where we got a lot of wins and big uh, program change, like shifters and everything. Um, so it was a, a lot of up and down, so we didn't really have like necessarily consistency. Um, but coach just after the game was just saying how much, you know, she obviously loved all of us outside of her family and how it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, obviously Augie, Lisa and I certainly wanted to like help the program a lot. So losing us, but also she was saying how excited she was for, for what's to come because we are a young team and it's exciting to know that we can compete with the best being the youngest. So. Right. Well, when you see that, like a team like well Wesleyan won the NESCAC tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And you, they, you guys beat Wesleyan three nothing right here. When you see that, does that make you happy? Does it make you like frustrated? Last year we beat Middlebury, and mm-hmm. they ended up beating Tufts in the NESCAC, NESCAC championship, yeah. and we happened to beat Wesleyan this <laughs> year, and they won the NESCAC championship. So we've decided that's not going to happen anymore, and next year that will be us. Um, But, yeah, no, it's certainly frustrating knowing that we definitely have – it's frustrating knowing we have the potential to – like, we should be in that position, but it's also really reassuring and motivating knowing that that should be us. Um, So, again, this offseason, I'm really excited to see where where the girls take the team because I think this offseason will definitely be the determining factor of how we play next year well for you personally as a senior how do you plan on staying in touch with like text like every day like stay motivated i am slowly accepting this position i think it's definitely on the younger girls now to take on this leadership role and i am not concerned whatsoever on any of them taking that role um so i'm slowly kind of trying to step away but obviously i'm always going to be supportive of bates volleyball and i will be contacting them before every single game and i will be there every step of the way um but i'm excited to see sort of where uh the girls decided to take the team so yeah so for you personally you're from the midwest from bloomington indiana are you planning on maybe after graduating college going back to the midwest staying out here have you not even thought about that yet (laughs) yeah no i mean it's certainly obviously a pretty stressful position to be in um but i mean just being at Bates in general has helped me so much through like figuring out what i want to do post-grad um, last semester, I was in Washington, D.C. and was there this summer um, doing a few internships. So um, post-grad, I will definitely be enrolled 
and a graduate mm -hmm. program, whether that's law school, an MPA program or MPP program, and then working concurrently. So I'm, I'm pretty set on knowing what I'm going to be doing, um, just not like exactly what school and where I'll be. So. What do you think the rest of this year will be like in terms of like you know looking forward? Yeah, it's something I've been trying to grasp this yeah. past weekend, and it's been a little difficult. Um, but also just trying to take it in with my team because we did have a really special bond this year. Um, most everywhere we went, we had at least someone from that school that we were visiting comment on how close our team dynamic like is just perceived by other people and it really is something that we had that was very special this year and so taking that time in with my teammates uh, but just moving forward like athletics in general that's always going to be a big part of my life it is in my family um, so wherever I end up being I know I'll certainly find a way to get involved whether it's volleyball basketball is really big in my family um, just staying connected with some sort of athletics um, with a school or something so yeah this was the third year for coach Duran as a head coach mm -hmm. so how have you seen her grow as a head coach here at Bates yeah so uh, first going from like choosing kind of, or like being a part of the process to choose the next coach my first year was really interesting um, because I knew the moment she was on campus that I I was hoping she would be our head coach and then having her choose Bates uh, among a few other options of NESCAC schools was just an incredible feeling knowing as a student athlete that not only was she choosing your institution that you were at and being uh, that like program changer, but also she chose it for the people and she chose it for the team that we had. And that says a lot about her. Um, but she's certainly been a mentor for me my three years here. I Last year I was on campus for Thanksgiving and no one's on campus for Thanksgiving. So she kind of took me in and obviously getting close with her family and being able to go to her house, just the team and everyone. And it's going to be tough leaving and not necessarily having her physically as my mentor. But I know at any point I could always reach out to her for a piece of advice um, and I'll be checking in with her on the team quite often. So it's just nice knowing that relationship will continue. Great. Last question for you. Any other thoughts you wanted to share about your time as a center for the Bates volleyball program over four seasons? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I would certainly say that I, I'm just like completely humbled by the, my experience at Bates just because I know a lot of people aren't afforded the opportunity to be able to compete at such a high level and also obviously be at an institution like Bates, um, but be surrounded by the, the people that you are too. Uh, I, I know I say it so often in admissions when I'm talking to prospective students, um, but I really think people make the experience and the people here have just made this experience incredible and a lot of it has to do to or it's due to Bates volleyball and and my teammates so I will forever be thankful for them and and the relationships I've formed next time on the Bates Bobcast we'll recap how our nationally ranked cross-country teams do at the NCAA regionals this Saturday in Gorham Maine plus we'll recap the football season finale at Hamilton all that and a winter sports preview Next time on the Bates Bobcast. <laughs>